best show. Begin now. Hello and welcome to NXT, the next best show, episode 29. As always, I'm joined by, over in Illinois, Xavier Xavier Sanchez. Xavier, how are you? I am doing well. Uh, my shout outs for the week. I'm gonna I'm gonna do two here. Uh, today, uh, May 27th is Frank, the Big Hurt Thomas's birthday. A White Sox legend just dominated uh, baseball for over 10 years on the South Side of Chicago. Uh, I wish I had that because I have my Frank Thomas jersey, but I just packed it. Uh, I would have worn it for the show. Uh, he dominated for for over 10 years. He uh, continued to have pop in his bat when he played for in Oakland and then in Toronto. Uh, unfortunately, when he was on the 05 team, he got hurt and wasn't much of a part of that team, despite being there since the beginning. Uh, likely would have been a key player in the 94 World Series if that season didn't get uh, a strike so big birthday celebration to him another uh shout out i'll give is uh the washington nationals uh did showed their rings today they look sharp Uh, i'm not gonna lie one of the oddities of the whole ring was uh inside it includes uh, Baby Shark. I don't know if you guys ever heard of the Baby Shark song. It was uh, yeah. over, overplayed, <laughs> overplayed last year. I don't know how it came back because I heard it like 15 years ago, and I was so confused how it got popular for some reason last year. But uh, Gerardo Parra, one of the key players of that run, it was his walk-up song, and they put a, a shark in the inside of the ring. For every player, not just Gerard O'Hara. Um, thank you, Xavier, for your shout-outs this week. We also have, over in Wisconsin, Nick Richter. Nick, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, my shout-out this week goes um, to the Lorist film crew that put together the One Stolen Moment video on YouTube. Um, highly recommend you look it up. Um, tells a, a great sad but great story into a, an in-depth look at um how how basically how this season ended um for loris athletics and how things looked so promising and just were cut short so um yeah, highly re- they, recommend that everyone go check that out they did a great job with that um i i agree very good definitely recommend watching um yeah awesome awesome documentary um, my shout out this week, um, Tom Romberg over in Iowa. I I am shouting out my own betting habits. Betting is back. I won my first bet since March 3rd. Last time I bet was March 3rd. This week I bet on German Bundesliga soccer and I won. Um, so I'm I'm one and zero since the quarantine happened since the quarantine started um so i'm feeling good i'm ready to get back in there get some winners going um hopefully we'll be able to like obviously this show we used to have um a lot of uh gambling talk at least during the uh football season and then into basketball but finally we get a little bit back i i won one bet i'm one and oh and it feels felt so good i can't wait for more sports and we'll definitely bring that back into the show as we get more um going um korean baseball isn't fun to talk about necessarily for gambling um but at least this was this was you know real soccer um a big two big big names big league bayern munich winning um so definitely uh felt really good to get back into the gambling thing and um and to win that's the big thing so that's my shout out this week is my gambling habits. I'm not going to call it an addiction because, you know, it actually wasn't that hard to go three months without gambling. Um, anyway, we're going to move on to the rest of the show because there's so much to talk about. And the thing that we have to start with is the fact that we actually get sports back now. 
there are plans in place for basically all three leagues that were we're going. Um, they have their plans to get back into it. Let's start with basketball um, because the NBA was really winding down their season, getting ready for the playoffs, and it got cut off. Um, we are now – they've announced their plan. They're going to be playing their games all in – is it Disneyland or Disney World? Um, whichever one is in Florida. I think that's Disney World. So Correct. that's the one – they're going to be playing. They're going to be playing. Um, they're picking back up to start. Um, I believe they're playing a few games to count as the end of the season, um, and to give people a chance to, you know, warm back up and like get back into that groove before starting the playoffs. Um, and their plan is announced. They're planning to start in July um, with those. So basketball is coming back, and it feels very, very good. I yeah. Miss- NBA. I think their plan is to get all the teams up to 70 games, I think it is, and uh, they, they'll go to the, into the playoffs with 20 to 24 teams they're looking at, um, which is a ton of teams for the playoffs, which allows some crazy matchups. Um, it's already been said, uh, depending on who gets in, Damian Lillard supposedly does not want to play in the in the season, if he's not going to make the playoffs, which I I kind of dis dislike just because he says he's he's going to be on the bench the whole time. It would be part of me thinks if he was away, like if it was like the virus thing and he didn't want to get sick during this time just to not be in the playoffs, that was the case. But his thing is he's still going to be there. But just because he's not going to get in the playoffs, he's not going to play, which seems a little goofy uh, to me. What I'm what I'm curious about that. I mean, I un, I kind of understand what he's saying is like, as like, um, what's the point if if we're not going to be able to play in the playoffs? Why even play these few games? Um, but Portland would if they do that many teams, Portland would make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he. If, he if they, they only get, like, five games and they do regular amount of playoffs where it's the top eight in both both sides, then Portland, you know, they'd have a chance. They're the ninth team. Um, they'd have to battle for that spot. But if they take more teams to the playoffs, Portland would be in. It wouldn't make sense for anyone to be above Portland because they're literally right on the edge um, missing the playoffs. So I kind of understand what Damian Lillard is saying as like it's not really worth playing a, a couple games just to play a couple games um but his team would be in a position to like you know actually be in the playoffs and do something so it just doesn't really make sense what he's complaining about um i don't know but yeah i i guess i kind of understand what he's saying just not for his team like if he was on golden state or something or like if he was on like the Knicks yeah you're not going to not going to be in the playoffs and you're not going to do anything. So why even come play those five games or whatever it is. But for the teams that are actually going to be there, seems like you'd want to play those games so that you can, you know, make a run in the playoffs. I don't know. Um, We've also got baseball announcing their plans. Uh, Xavier, do you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah. Baseball is one of the big ones because, uh, they would have been now nearing probably a third of their season, and uh, they're continuously, every time there's no games, people are losing out on money, and less people are getting paid. Uh, tons of teams, uh, including some big ones like the Cubs, have decided to not pay minor leaguers, uh, event staff, and such. And uh, during this process, no money is being made. And it just seems the two sides, the owners and the players, may never come to agreement. And we may never see baseball this year and even next year at how ugly this is being played out. Um, Some of the things they're talking about is with no games, they're going to lose I don't know the exact numbers, but quite a bit of money. But if they had 
if they, even without fans and had the games, they could lose less. So why don't these guys work out some type of deal? But the reason why they're not coming out with any deals is the owners don't want to lose out on any money. And they kind of been putting it on the players. And initially the players were like, okay, yeah, we can take a cut. We're not playing uh, a whole lot. But then as they work, as games don't happen, the players continue to take cuts. But the owners don't seem to want to take any cuts. So there's this tension between the two. And a plan was in place this week that was like a gradual thing that players would only be able to make this much amount of money if they played the season, but would never be able to partake in any of the profits, which angered a lot of players. And they were, they never got to another thing that probably angers players is not knowing this until they hear it from uh, a guy like Jeff Passan from the media instead of like their their teammates that are in charge of this or uh, the owners, MLPA, things like that. I know uh, people like uh, Garrett Cole and Mike Trout have already come out and said that if the deal goes forward the way it is right now, they're they're going to refuse to play this season. So um, there's there's big name stars that are against the way that it's kind of leaning towards going right now. So especially, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Especially Mike Trout, who they are making the the face of baseball, which, I mean, is a discussion every summer if, if that's even a thing. But mm-hmm. if he's saying he's not agreeing with this and he's not going to play, that's – the MLB's got to – like the owners have to look at that and, and be worried because um, not only is one of your best players saying he's not going to play, but he's like – he avoids any comment all the time. He never wants to be a part of anything. Like he just wants to play the game. He's like the one guy that if it were if professional baseball weren't like as popular as it is and, and it was just like playing in the backyard, he's still gonna be as dedicated to playing the game because he loves it that much. If he's saying, I don't really, you know, I don't really want to play if this is the deal we have, they gotta figure something out because that guy would play like at any cost. So, I mean, he's going to, if he's going to do that, there's going to be a lot of people that agree with him and follow in his footsteps. Both of them are uh, expecting a child this summer, which plays a huge part in that decision. And Mm -hmm. if they, if they, some of the plans included the players to be quarantined in certain areas, no family. Uh, We talked about how guys like, Trout and Cole would not do that, especially when they have a kid coming soon. True. Um, we've also got hockey coming back. NHL. Um, they are, they were closer to the the playoffs in their in their regular season before everything happened. They were closer to being in the playoffs already. Um, but they just came out and announced theirs is a similar um plan to the nba except they have two locations i believe yeah so they're gonna do they hadn't said which two but they want to do two locations fully quarantined uh they're skipping any of the regular season and just hopping right in the postseason with 24 Mm -hmm. teams which is like the nba a ton um yeah it's going to give so many teams a chance to uh for it almost makes it exciting like these these bad teams like what if they make a run yeah like, that's 80 percent of your league getting into the playoffs <laughs> like the blackhawks weren't horrible but they weren't going to make the playoffs this season but they the team has enough players that they can easily make a run which it's it's a little exciting as i've enjoyed watching uh blackhawk hockey these last 10 years and to get more of it is going to be a uh, pretty fun summer if that's what's going to happen it's a little bit like march madness in the sense that you might get it like a cinderella story out of this that yeah true you wouldn't have got if it was well, just a right, was like just, played like a regular season i was just thinking like they always have the uh 
especially in March Madness, they always have the like cliche, like getting hot. They're just getting hot at the right moment. No team is going to be getting hot at the right moment because they're all ice cold right now. Like mm-hmm. it, it really, it really could be any team that makes the run because everyone's coming off of quarantine and like training the way they were training on their own. Like they didn't, there weren't practices, there weren't opportunities for them to join, like hang out or like work together. So they're obviously going to have, you know, whatever amount of time before the playoffs start to do that. And like, they'll be able to uh, practice and, you know, get back into that group, but no team is going to be, you know, heating up or getting hot at the right moment. They're all going to be starting from the same place really. So it really is with 80% of your league getting the playoffs, this could be like a, a really enjoyable playoffs for hockey um, and basketball being the same, like if they do the same thing. Um, also, you mentioned it's like March Madness and the fact that those things like they're all going to be starting, you know, late July is like the plan and in, in, into the fall when football starts and those like those playoffs won't be over yet. That's going to be like, constant sports you're just gonna have like hockey playoffs basketball playoffs and then the nfl on you know thursdays and sundays you're gonna have crazy it's just gonna be constantly sports all the time so we're gonna get we're gonna get our repayment for not having anything right now um by getting just constant sports for for at least a a little bit and two of them being in the playoffs um so exciting games um especially because everyone says basketball is only exciting when you hit the playoffs anyway you're going to get the best part of it then along with playoff hockey, which normally happens along with the NFL. So, and maybe college football. I mean, we're still waiting to hear about that, but it sounds like the NFL is just saying we're playing no matter what, and we're just going to deal with it. Um, So we can, we can kind of be confident in the fact that we'll get sports in July, in August, and then into football season, we'll get the NFL. Yeah, two things that I got to quickly bring up. Uh, we were talking about the NBA and how people training. They by Friday, um, six teams. Well, there will only be six teams left that have locked gyms. So most gyms for the teams are being opened. Uh, the ones that are left will be Celtics, Knicks, Wizards, Pistons, Spurs, and Warriors. Uh, I don't know how long they'll last, but uh, some of them are in states that still have pretty strict rules. So it could be a while, but I'm not quite sure. A lot of them, as it nears the end of the month, there'll probably be another press conference from their governor changing the dates. Um, There's actually been news coming from New York. Uh, Cuomo, Governor Cuomo has been saying that, like, I don't know the exact timeline, but he's um, start beginning to allow the professional teams to to do training camps. So New York is on the way, and I would assume if New York is close, then Boston is close, D.C. is close. You know, if New York, where it's kind of been the most dangerous, if they're if they're ready to let professional athletes, you know, get back to their training camps or um, start working out together again, I, I assume the rest of the East Coast teams will be pretty close behind. Um, but I do know they, that the New York governor announced that there'll be, I don't know if he hasn't a timeline yet, but he said it's, he's working on it and like it's soon. So it won't be a month or or longer. And then, uh, with the NFL, uh, I think it's the Steelers. The Steelers are already selling tickets for next season and have put, I think it's like 22,000 up for sale and then have 8,000 on reserve for like a other specific sale process they have. But it's also going to be half the stadium, which I, I'll be intrigued to see uh, if I'm assuming they sell out, but I wonder like, would more people go? Like if, if they could pack a whole stadium, would people want that or are most people on the side of slowly easing into uh, being in large gatherings? Would you guys go if you got tickets? Not necessarily like, but if you were like offered a ticket to an NFL game, are you going like this this fall? Um, go ahead, X. Go ahead. You can go. You can go. 
Okay. Um, that that's gonna be a no for me. I think. Um, until this gets better under control, um, I, I'm not gonna be going to any sporting events like that. Um, I'm of the belief that this is gonna get worse once it comes to the fall and through the winter before it gets better again. Yeah. So I will be uh, avoiding as many crowds as I can. Probably and, good um, <laughs> Yeah, and um, just I've seen some reports on the news recently. Basically, just it was kind of like what Xavier just asked, asking um, and what you just asked too, Tom. How many people they thought would come out to these uh, sporting events, and it it was unsurprisingly very few people said that they would come back if there was going to be large crowds. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know, Xavier. What do you think? Um. I probably, I don't know, going out already seems pretty extreme. Like, I, I probably stay pretty far away from anyone. If I got lucky enough to go, say if baseball came back and I got, like, a pass to go sit in, like, a box where I could be, I could enter through uh, a door with very few people and leave through a door with very few people, then maybe, and then obviously I would be in a, a space that's only me and a couple people. Yeah, I have a, a trick for you, Xavier. Buy a big TV and then just cook hot dogs outside and just watch the game on, mm. on TV. It's the right. same. <laughs> um, but the otherwise, same I don't know. It seems too soon. Even if it's yeah, raining, I'm, I'm, you'll get the experience like you were at the stadium. True. As long as you're sitting outside. Yep. I know some of these days it's starting to warm up and something feels off with now. Uh, like, they are saying it was the first Memorial Day without baseball since 1880, and I was like, man, we should be watching baseball, sitting outside. I was on a walk and started to smell like a nice summer barbecue of just meats on the grill. I'm like, takes me back. But yeah, I, I'm obviously on the same side as you guys not wanting to go. As much as I love going to Hawkeye football games, it's it's always fun. It's always electric. Not worth it in the current situation. Um, I watched, you know, it's it's fun to watch them on, on TV, and that's good enough for me because um, going to games just doesn't seem worth it at this point, and uh, I just don't see... I don't. I I agree with Nick. I've I've seen the same thing Nick saw where um a lot of people have said that they wouldn't attend a game. Um, we talked about it a few weeks ago. There was a poll that said if are you gonna are you willing to attend a game before there's a vaccine and people were saying no. Um, it was like seventy or sixty or seventy percent or like seventy or eighty percent I think saying no. They won't even attend a game until there's a vaccine. So I have a feeling sports. Um, we might get to see what the Bundesliga soccer did in Germany. They they packed it was like twenty thousand fake uh like fake fans. They didn't even just do like the first row. They packed like the whole lower seats of the stadium with like cardboard cutouts. It seemed like way too much work. That that does seem like a lot of work too. And what I was thinking, there's always like random groups attacking. Like when you talk, think of like in the summer, uh, the hot dog eating contest, PETA and different people like jump on it and complain about them eating an abundance of meat. And here you got these cutouts that aren't necessary, and that's a lot of like in a way useless paper being used. I'm surprised. There hasn't been like a random person complaining about that yet. I wonder if do you, do you guys know if their people are paying to be put on these cutouts? Because <laughs> I feel like that's a way that the teams are could be making some revenue here. Yeah. There's no way anyone. I mean, maybe no, people. No, but there's, there's no there is. You should pay to put your face on a piece of paper. From, from what I hear, what I've been reading, they pay. I don't know the amount per thing, but. It's not revenue for the team. A lot of them have been using it as uh, to gain money for uh, the COVID, different COVID funds, and That's trying to help in that cause. I do think that would be really kind of cool to have, though. Like, 
once this is over, you they send you your cardboard cutout of yourself, and yeah, I'd be like, sure. that'd be a great story to tell for like that would, a long yeah. time. And if if the money's going to something other than like the team, it's like, oh, I don't really need to pay this, you know, million billion dollar corporation like mm-hmm. to put my face on this. But if it's like going to something good, like if it's being used for the research um, or for relief efforts, then I understand that. Um, so we've got sports to look forward to. It's, one last. It's on the horizon. Yeah, one last league before we hop into this next uh, subject is the the women's soccer league. Now I'm drawing a blank of what one the National Women's Soccer League. They just came out today. There's a big uh, news conference with their commissioner Lisa Bard, who said they want to bring it back this June, so right away it seems like. And they went through like a bunch of different plans. Some of them include uh, there's four different people uh, cities trying to host for the tournament. Um, the their insurance plan will pay for testing because that's a big thing for all these leagues. There has to be continuous continuously testing the players because one person gets sick. Uh, huge lawsuits could be in play. Um, some of the other ones is that they want to have the people that are allowed to be around them are they, they're caregivers and their children, so during games and stuff. But to be back by June, it sounds like they're ready to hop right into the season, which more sports, but it's always uh, can be a concern of how easy someone can get sick. I got something too. Um, so New Jersey kind of laid out a plan of how they're planning to reopen. And one of the things that um, I just read was talking about having uh, high school players wear masks if they're on the be- They wouldn't have to wear them in the games when they're in the game. But if they come out of the game and they're on the bench after they're supposed to wear a mask. Really? And if they're in the locker rooms, they're supposed to wear a mask. Anywhere else besides when they're actually playing or practicing, like if they're if they're like on the sidelines, they're supposed to be wearing a mask. Yeah. And I, uh, Rydell or whatever that company is um, sent out like a couple mock-ups of some high some um, New Jersey high school teams like Matt masks that they like custom made so um yeah I, what are you guys thoughts see, on that i'm interested to see if iowa so i don't know if we talked about it but iowa high school is baseball season is starting like they're starting their baseball high school baseball season i'm interested to see if they're doing that too um because obviously they don't have the money for testing for every every you know player gets tested before and after or whatever they don't have anywhere near that kind of money, so they have to take other precautions. I wonder if the masks is a thing that they'll do. I mean, I feel like most people are being encouraged to wear masks anyway, um, so it does seem a little strange, though. At least baseball is a little bit less um, – it's a little bit more distant. You're not really up close to people as often. Um, but, you know, in the dugouts, understandable, they might adopt that same idea. Um, I wouldn't necessarily – I think it's goofy, but I think it's necessary at this point. Like, I actually understand the masks and and why that's helpful. So, as as goofy as it sounds to have them wear them when they come out of the game, I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, you know, a high school is definitely going to have to take every precaution because they're not, you know, they don't have the same you know, resources as, as the professional teams. So, they're and they're dealing with, you know, kids. Um, they have to take every precaution to t- to make those kids as safe as possible because, um, you know, they're that's a much more important or a much more serious, uh, you know, situation. Yeah, uh, I just I just feel bad. Like I can't imagine some of the games that I played in were like pushing a hundred degrees. Uh, I can't imagine coming out of the game and having to put on a mask when it's that hot. I would yeah I would be livid. That's Even though, I like I understand the situation, but uh, yeah. I, was, I would be very upset. That that thought came about. I was watching a 
a video for Six Flags and how they plan to open up and like making masks required, which I agree uh, to to most extents. And then to be in such hot weather, like, is it even worth it? Like baseball, it's fun to be in the field, but to wear a mask for two hours plus in that heat can be aggravating because i i think going to a store with it for uh 15 20 minutes i'm like as soon as i get to the car i'm like i gotta get this thing off yeah what another thing we we uh wanted to get to the sbs um which happen every june or lately they've been happening every june um apparently they're still planning on holding hosting the sbs or holding the sbs um, Megan Rapino and Sue Bird are gonna host along with Russell Wilson. What do you, like? It's gonna be virtual, I think they said. Uh, what do you guys think of this? It's it's gonna be different. Is it even worth holding the ESPYS like as an award show? I almost think just putting the awards on social media, like doing a a video for each award and putting it on social media, is better than like holding an awards show. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was. The more I think about it is uh, the NFL draft had such success, but like earlier this week, the other day I was listening to uh, the Fun My Take podcast, uh, and they had Joe McHale, who was a past host of the ESPYs, and he talked a little bit about how a lot of the jokes take place in that first five minutes, and a lot of them have to do with the crowd and without having the crowd it's going to be a little different types of jokes that these at uh sue bird and megan rapino have to land and uh, i think a lot of the fun of the sps is seeing the scans of the crowd uh seeing what people are dressed as who's sitting next to who who's behind who uh who gets the front row uh, i'm sure the awards and who gets them will just will be the same and be enjoyable the way they match uh, each award with the video of what those players and teams did during that year. But uh, the jokes is definitely going to be hard. I'm not. Uh, one more point before I pass it over to you guys is I wasn't. Su- I'm not surprised with the two they picked uh, plus Russell Wilson I think Russell Wilson is going to be like a side thing a little Seattle thing they're working with um, maybe that Seattle angle they'll randomly announce that uh, the Supersonics will be back who knows but uh, I think we'd have a little bit more rumor uh, coming from that other than you know maybe hopes I'm going to have to Agree with Tom on this one. That would be a <laughs> bombshell giraffe. Just, just, just right. telling out the I'd idea. Like, that, like where your head's at, Xavier, because that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but a big I, – I don't know if you guys have been seeing, but the, the two, uh, Bird and Rapino, they've been doing a lot of uh, Instagram lives where they've had tons of get, big-name guests talking sports. So uh, I think they're going to get – quite a bit of a crowd to watch the ESPYs, even as is. I think for me, um, this is like starting to become the new normal, especially after the draft. I thought it was going to be really weird. It just, it was odd, but it wasn't like shockingly weird. Like I thought it was going to be. And it's gotten to the point now where we've been under this, like stay at home, everything. And, quarantine situation long enough that it's kind of like the new normal so i don't think this is going to be that weird and i think i mean after we've seen like like all the morning talk shows and stuff i've gone to this like online skype type version and it's just not that weird anymore it was at first but it's not so um it's definitely not going to be the same as the other ones but i don't think it's going to be as weird as um it would have been if this was like uh like i don't know how to describe it just like much different i guess just i don't think it's gonna be as weird i the only reason i do like i agree the draft ended up being a lot better um than everyone expected but there's less crowd involvement like really the booing of roger goodell and then like the cheers or boos for each draft pick 
but this is like you know you have an opening monologue and you're trying to incorporate the people that are there it's just going to be a little bit i feel like that's going to be the weird part where they're trying to like tell jokes um and it's like so uncomfortable to tell a joke and not be able to get a response like are they like they're gonna have to like get some sort of feedback from the other people that are watching or like are part of the virtual broadcast it's just they might just go laugh track (laughs) true they (laughs) could go laugh track um i just think it's going to be weird because there's more crowd involvement or more like yeah, more crowd involvement than than what the draft requires, so it's a little bit more difficult. The awards part is fine, like that won't be difficult, but the you know, like the the part that makes it an awards show is like adding the extra stuff before, after, in between, like those little cuts and stuff where they throw a joke out or, you know, the opening monologue obviously. That's just going to be more uncomfortable or more difficult to watch um and make it you know, a little bit strange having it uh, as a as an online or a virtual show. Do you guys normally watch the ESPYS like each year, or even pay attention to it? Um, not completely. I think when I was younger, we made like a, an event out of it where we all went to a friend's and watched it, but now I might watch it on my own and maybe pick out, try to watch the beginning. Like the one year I think Drake was the host. I watched that. I thought he did. A, he was pretty funny. Um, usually I'll watch the highlights. I'm big into watching uh, this Arthur Ashe Award winner speech. Uh, I continuously rewatch um Jim Valvano's speech many times throughout the year. Um, Stuart Scott's speech. Uh, there's a few others I'll look at, but those those two I I listen to quite a bit during uh, during the year as like a little bit of inspiration. I think those a, a lot of what they had to say in those are worthwhile. I think for me, um, the biggest thing is I, I I rarely watch these things. I'll watch parts. But this is where Twitter really shines because all the good mm-hmm. moments will get posted on Twitter. You don't have to watch the whole thing. So you can watch the stuff that you're specifically interested in. So that that's basically how I'll, I'll be uh, consuming that content. Yeah, and I, I was going to say the same thing kind of. Um, I used to – when I was, like, little, I, I would watch it because I just thought it was the coolest thing, like an award show for sports. Um now i i just like sports or like espn just puts it on their instagram they like put each winner um so i just like watch that i don't even pay attention i honestly um the sbs weren't even on my radar until xavier mentioned it uh before the show today um i just it just like happens and then i see it on instagram like oh this person won this award cool and like the arthur ash one i agree is like there that always is a cool award and like the um, the story that goes behind the, whoever wins it that year is always um, inspirational. And so there are some pretty awesome uh, speeches to come out of that. Um, but again, that also gets put on Instagram, YouTube, like Twitter. I I just don't know. That's why I was kind of saying earlier, like it almost would make more sense to just like make it an Instagram thing or like a social media thing rather than hosting an, a whole award show. Um, just like doing that for a year because it already is going to lose so much of the luster of like having all those people in one room that it almost just makes sense to to throw them on Instagram because I feel like that's how most people consume the SBs anyway. Was there a favorite um, like an award maybe that either of you guys liked or a moment you will always remember? From watching it or seeing clips. Um, Chance the Rapper performing after Muhammad, the year Muhammad Ali died. Oh, yeah, I am a rock. So I still watch. I still watch that performance I'll, on one. YouTube. I'll go back and watch that. It's awesome. Like it's just I'm I I like boxing. Um, I like Muhammad Ali, and so like watching that, and he's got like clips of Muhammad Ali and like little things along with the, his music. It's that's something I'll remember. Like I just go back and watch that all the time. I love that that performance. 
not ESPYs related, but uh, this year I I had I, we talked about I had that boxing class and I've just do- dove into boxing quite a bit since and I might tweet it out so you can look at my Twitter maybe sometime in the next day or so. Uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, his one of his daughters married someone. This is way off topic, but worth noting. Uh, <laughs> married someone from my neighborhood, and they opened up a restaurant here. I don't know if I talked about it before, but Muhammad Ali would visit multiple times in the course of the month to go to their that family restaurant in this like small little suburb, and I wish I was older too. Would have would have been cool to have the chance to say I met a legend in Muhammad Ali. Yeah, that's true. That would be um, I mean that would be amazing, like crazy to to meet Muhammad Ali. But yeah, but that's that's definitely my SB. Like my. Obviously, the Stuart Scott speech is crazy too. Like I love. That's what I was that. gonna say for mine. Um. So yeah, but but I would say Muhammad Ali, the the chance rapper performance is like just the first thing that comes to my head. Um, I I the Stuart Scott one, uh, Jim Valvano, his one was very like amazing. I just think how he is months away. At the time, you don't know, but he's months away from passing away, and he's talking about uh, how the greatest part of like being alive is being able to go through a series of emotions, and that's what makes a full day. He talks about how laughing and crying and just enjoying the time is what you got to do in life, and it's it's really a powerful statement. And just the way he composed himself on the stage is a worthwhile 12-minute speech, I would say. Um, so moving on to the final topic um, of the show, the sport, final sports topic at least. Um, this past week weekend uh tiger woods and peyton manning versus phil mickelson and tom brady the match uh part two they golfed a golf um outing with the four of them um and there were some interesting some interesting highlights to come out of this first of Did all you guys watch the match part one no okay well you didn't miss anything no no it was it was four different golfers it was Rory, um, I think Ricky Fowler, Dustin Johnson, and then Max Homa, I think is how you even, pronounce his last name. I, I don't know. It wasn't great. It was pretty – It was you didn't miss anything. So there so, was two parts to this on uh, – was it Monday? The, the match part one happened the weekend before uh, or two weekends then, before. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I didn't even know about that. I didn't. But hear that was a single time. <laughs> this one was. It was very. I don't know. I, as much as I like watching really good golf, having a couple of guys in the mix that are just regular Joes. Basically, I'm just talking about uh, Brady here because Manning was actually pretty good. Yeah. Also, you're calling him a regular Joe, and he's like one of the best quarterbacks but like in terms of yeah, golf in terms of golf <laughs> he's like yeah and he hit that he hit that shot um for eagle that was back spun in yeah and that, that was just crazy. like is so relatable to like every golfer ever because you go out on the course and you play terrible and then you hit one shot and you're like man i could be a pro and then yeah, like, that's what keeps you coming back every time he that literally one, couldn't that have one had shot. Couldn't have had a worse day on the course. He ripped his pants and he was playing terribly. People were just bashing him on Twitter, making fun of how bad his game was. He hits that one shot and everyone's like, I I'm never mind. Like that was that was incredible. You really do just like he turned his entire day around with just one shot, and that's all everyone talks about. I gotta say, there is something oddly satisfying when they do show a shot tracer and they just totally shank one and it goes like way sideways. <laughs> it's like that's exactly what mine would look like. <laughs> and that's that's Tom Brady 
doing exactly what you would do. You guys, yeah. you're, you're on the same level as Tom Brady. I think that's part of the reason that it was as successful as it was, was the, some of the shots were extremely relatable. Yeah. And then you have Tiger out there who's just making it look so easy. But the, I think that was a good mix of having amateur golfers, even though they're professional athletes, amateur golfers mixed with pros where you saw plenty of like really good shots, but then also like a lot of extremely little, relatable shots. Yeah, relatable. Um, So I was I was thinking about this. Uh, So it was Tiger and Peyton Manning. They beat. Phil and Tom Brady. Um, who would you guys want to see in the next matchup? Tiger and Phil pairing up with two athletes. Any two athletes, who do you want to see? I guess for me, um, uh, if I could bring him back from the dead, Minute Bowl, because I would love to see him try to golf. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, who else? I'm trying to think of someone someone that would be good to pair with Manute Bowl. <laughs> um, Sp- Spud Webb, maybe? Spud Webb, know. yeah. Spud Webb. Right. The two extremes? The two extremes. Um, another uh, basketball one with, uh, obviously, the, land, the last dance still in the news. Uh, Michael Jordan would be somewhat fun in certain aspects people obviously can find ways to dislike it but we know how much time he spent on the golf course uh what he could bring to it but then again I I don't think in a million years he would do anything else in the open I think he's done speaking for quite a while uh um I saw I just saw that uh Phil Mickelson said that he wants to make a yearly um televised event which would be him tiger uh jordan and i don't can't remember who he said the fourth would be but My, that would be <laughs> the amount of the money two, that would be changing hands with every shot would be the, outrageous the two guys i want to see is mj and imagine mj and tiger or mj and phil paired up against the other and charles barkley <laughs> yeah just imagine like or just anyone like isaiah thomas oh man anyone mj just absolutely can't stand like anyone he's got a grudge with imagine them golfing in. against each other holy cow i'm gonna toss in yao ming too why not he, he's uh an experienced golfer i'm gonna maybe when we tweet the episode we can include uh, a video of him golfing as he's not he doesn't look too bad he has oh he's got like he has, pretty good form some good form especially for being so seven feet tall so tall his uh his golf club is the is the length of some people but i think those two would be my pick i'm trying to think of like other sports and like some of the other sports not that they're i'm there i'm calling them characters but there's not really like interesting like voices in like they're not as like i think nba for a long time has been uh they just know how to connect with fans and yeah i mean that's the that's always way relatable and like funny and stuff like that that's what always comes up with baseball is that like there's no like mike trout is the face of baseball and he hates being on camera and talking and stuff like they're just aren't like i was trying to think of guys from other sports but basketball is just where you get the most interaction with the athletes um you know baseball you barely see you barely hear from some of those guys like trevor bauer talks a lot um but you don't really get to know these guys as athletes um whereas in basketball it's a lot more personal and like you you see a lot more interactions with fans and the the players whether it's on social media or just like in in like crowds or you know whatever um so basketball just seemed like the easiest sport to to pick people from. Um, it would be cool to see the Manning brothers, like Peyton and Eli, against each other. Um, but I don't want to pick Peyton again. So, you know. Make it a family affair. Peyton, um, Eli, Archie, and the other son. I don't know the other son's Cooper. name. Cooper. Yeah. The lesser known Manning. Just just go all in and the man the Manning moment right there. 
I also think it would be funny to put like um some some WWE wrestlers. Oh yeah, that in there, <laughs> especially like some of the older ones. You like, think you any... get yeah. you get uh Hulk Hogan out in the course and he just says HH brother like all the time. If you're doing that though, John Daly is one of the professionals that you got to put in there. Yeah, no, for sure. John Daly hat. I just imagine John Daly pairing up with any professional wrestler would be hilarious. And the wrestlers have to wear their like costumes out in the. <laughs> <laughs> them in the singlets yeah <laughs> out there on the course so i don't know some some so, yeah. food for hopefully, thought that will never yeah, happen but it would be hilarious they do do this again whether it's uh t- like brady and manning again or just like any two athletes i just want to see um you know a tiger and phil matchup where they you know like you were saying nick they're professional athletes but they also like these these quarterbacks are professional athletes obviously but they're also relatable in their golf game where it's like it's kind of cool to see that you know you have some sort of level playing field with these guys um so i hope they do it again whether it's these two or or anyone really one thing Um, that i wish they would do was and that they'll never do this i don't at least i don't think um you had to know that Phil and Tiger have money on on like specific holes. Yeah. I wish it they would disclose like yeah like they're betting fifty grand a hole and then it would just kind of add like another like element moment? to it. Yeah, yeah. That would like be on awesome. The bottom bar of the screen or something. Yeah. Oh man, that would be awesome. <laughs> in the moment, you know, like how much is on a hole. Yeah. Uh huh. And when they're putting from like a little ways out and they sink like a long one. And then you realize, like, oh, man, he just took 100K. Yeah, which that would make for it them way probably isn't that much. But for, like, the regular people, I think that would be something really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's get into our final segment of the show. Um, Not a sports segment, but the weekly watch list. Uh, what do you guys been watching this week on either Netflix or, you know, um, TV shows, movies you're watching this week or what's on your watch list for next week? Um, I'll start. Um, I was trying to th- rehash what I've been watching. Um, right now I'm in the middle of some random series on Netflix called The Reckoning. It's uh one of those. It's only one season. There's ten episodes. Um, it's basically like a. They're trying to. They're hunting down the killer, and the killer's rather close to them, but no one realizes it. Uh, it's it's an intense show, uh, but kind of interesting. I, I like those types of shows with uh, um, with like the different crime shows. Another one I lately we've been splurging like once a week and rented a movie. Uh, I just watched Capone uh, with Tom Hardy. Um, initial thoughts. The score of the movie, they did it like not a lot of people like it so far, but I can see it being one of those movies that are not liked right away, but people see like the cinematic elements and enjoy it later because it's the trailer made it seem so intense throughout, but it's like a slow build. Uh, it's a lot. It looks a lot into his state of mind, his last few years of life as he was, his last year of life as he was, like, sick and can barely, uh, he had, like, the mental capacity of, like, a 12-year-old. Uh, there was a little bit of action, and that action was, like, very gory, so that part was intense, but it, it wasn't as, uh, like, I thought there was going to be a little more violence in the film, so that's why I didn't like it as much, but it, it was worthwhile if you are into uh, like gangster films. And then the like final one, I guess we talked about it before. Uncut Gems is available on Netflix now, so if you haven't seen it yet, hop on there and uh, get it watched. Yeah, I that's that was a good one. I'm probably gonna rewatch that just because. Um, it's there, and I haven't. I, I can. I mean, I'll go next on the weekly watch list. But 
yeah, Uncut Gems is one I'm probably going to watch soon this week just because um, lately I haven't really been I, – I haven't watched anything interesting, I would say. Um, I finished Ozark. I talked about it last week, I think, or the week before, um, and I don't love it. But the final season, I did mention that I was like early on in the second season and, and I hadn't been grabbed yet. The final season, the third season, I mean, um, was good. Like, good, good. So I think I'm kind of coming around to seeing why everyone had so much hype for this this show. Um, and I'm, I'm going to keep giving it, like, whenever it comes back, whenever they have the next season, who knows how long that could be. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to keep giving it a chance because that, that third season really started to get me interested. Um, so that I finished and then... I'm trying to think. I watched Creed 2. I love boxing movies. I watch like basically every boxing movie I can find, and I just came across it, and I watched it because I've seen it before, but I watched it again because I love boxing movies. And really, um, no matter what anyone says about a boxing movie, whether it's good or bad, I love every single one of them, so I liked it, obviously. Um, I just enjoy boxing movies. Um, but other than that... I haven't really wa- like I've just been watching the office reruns like I just I don't know I haven't been looking for new things or I'm looking for new things I haven't found anything new and and you know jumped into it so um I'll watch uncut gems again just because it's on Netflix but I'm open to any recommendations at this point for TV shows or movies just because um I feel like I'm kind of at a point where I I don't even know what to watch anymore I hear so much stuff from everyone that I just don't know what to do so um yeah, hopefully you can can find some recommendations somewhere. Um, for me, um, like everybody else has said, Uncut Gems, especially now that I'm not going to have the severe anxiety of watching it the first time and not knowing what happens, <laughs> um, that will be a good rewatch. Um, District 9 on Netflix, um, it's like kind of sci-fi, like futuristic alien type thing. But also has like some deeper uh, political meanings, I, I guess, um, is a good one. Highly recommend. Um, the Wrong Missy on Netflix. Uh, uh, Watch that. It's actually kind of funny. Um, it's uh, kind of like a rom-com, I guess. Actually pretty good, surprisingly. Um, and then... The last one, I had never seen Detective Pikachu, and that was on FX or something the other night, and I watched that, and man, was that a nostalgia blast way back to my childhood, because <laughs> watching those Pokemon run around in real life was like, I don't know, I loved it. As weird as it is, uh, it definitely took me back to playing my Game Boy Advance uh, Pokemon Emerald, trying to catch them all. Wait, did you just say you watched the po- Pokemon movie? Yeah, Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I I don't think I talked about it when I watched it, but I I, I like that one. There's there's some funny uh parts. Who's the actor that plays Pikachu? What's uh, Ryan name? Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yep. There's like there's like a funny scene there where uh like when Pikachu first meets uh the boy in the movie. And, like, takes him to uh, his house. And it's like, I don't usually do this on the first night. And, like, it's you, unless you're paying close attention, you don't, like, get there's that. De- they, yeah, there's, like, a bunch of hidden adult humor in the movie, too. And that, like, would go way over kids' heads. The way Ryan Reynolds, like, is in those types of roles, like, he's the one, he plays Deadpool, right? Yeah, he, he plays Deadpool, and he's awesome as Deadpool. I, I think he... The way people write for him is hilarious. I think he does a great job with it. And just, like, his voice matched with the joke pairs really well. I, I like that. Uh, oh, I, I don't, There's some parts I probably dislike, but the Detective Pikachu is a good movie, I thought. It was worth my time. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, uh, that's all we've been watching this week. And hopefully we find some new and interesting things next week. Hopefully... Um, we talk, we literally say it every week, hopefully we all watch one thing, uh, that's the same and when, then we can discuss it and rate it, but it's hard when there aren't a lot of new things coming out. Um, so maybe we'll have to go with a blast from the past or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure that out so that, um, we can 
you know, add a review onto the weekly watch list. But that is all for this episode. Um, Thank you all for listening, for joining, and we will catch you next week.